How long would these regrets keep me from becoming everything that God has purposed me to be? Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Today we're looking at the book of Jonah and I entitled this message, No Regrets. Wouldn't it be great in life to have no regrets? A regret simply means to be sad, disappointed, or upset over a missed opportunity. Imagine never putting your foot in your mouth or having a guilty conscience for something left undone. You would never have to say, I'm sorry, because you would never be sorry. Yet, unfortunately, living with no regrets is more of a pipe dream than reality. Why? Because we all make mistakes. We all judge at times with knee-jerk reactions. We all speak before we listen. We all act before we know all the facts. And we all pay a price for it, don't we? And what's that price? Well, a time of regret. It's when we say to ourselves, why didn't I just wait a little bit longer before I pulled the trigger? Uh, Why didn't I listen to what I was told? I wouldn't have made that huge mistake. Why did I make the same mistake again? I've already done this one before. It can be very frustrating as Christians to realize that we're not farther along in our walk than what we are. Yes, we all have regrets. But some regrets, as you know, will cost us more than others, like our biggest regrets, the weaknesses and the failures that we continually repeat over and over again as we wonder, how long are we going to struggle in this one particular sin area? How long would these regrets keep me from becoming everything that God has purposed me to be? Well, today... We're going to look at a man, and his name was Jonah. Jonah means dove. Now, as you know, a dove is a bird of faithfulness. Yet, being a man of faithfulness might be an absolute stretch for this prophet named Jonah. He's a classic example of many believers today. In some ways, he's no different than some of us. He was a man called by God. He was a man called with a higher purpose and a plan in his life. He was a man, again, just like us. Because we're all called by God. We have a purpose from God. But consider what the Bible says about us in Romans 8.29. It says, For whom he, God, foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed into the image of his Son, Jesus. And whom he predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, talking about us, of course, these he also justified, or made just as if We've never sinned. In whom he justified, these he also glorified. You know, Peter, the Apostle Peter, continued this thought in 1 Peter 2.21. It says, For you, talking about you and me as believers, all of us men and women who have given our life to Christ, he says, For we have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example for us to follow in his steps. 
Now, that word called, that we are all called, it says, in the Greek language means to be called with a voice. It's to be invited. We've been called by Jesus, yet Jonah completely disregarded his calling. It wasn't important to him. So Jonah became what you would say is a man on the run. He was running from God's purpose. He was running from God's plan. And by doing so, he was running from God's perfect will. Yet, as we will see here today, God did not let him go easy. In fact, Jonah had to work hard at his rebellion. Jonah proved to be a very passionate person when it came to his refusal to do what God had called him to do. Make no mistake about it. It's hard work to rebel against the call of God in our lives. Why? Because we have to neglect and we have to ignore our own conscience. Also, we have to not listen to the voice of God that's pounding on our very soul. Well, today we're going to consider a few thoughts here in light of our title, No Regrets. But we'll look at the first one here because it's an aspect of Jonah's life. And what is that? His mutiny. We're going to look at his mutiny. Now, according to the dictionary, mutiny means to revolt against. It's to use resistance. It's to rebel against authority that's over you. And obviously, in this case, it would be God's call in Jonah's life. He was rebelling against that. He was resisting it. He was revolting against God's call in his life. I wonder how many of us, you and me, listening here on the radio right now, have not allowed God's call to unfold in our lives. For we must remember, 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Understand, our first calling as God's children is to glorify God. We are called to know Him and to glorify Him. And part of glorifying God is, listen, it's to listen to Him. Did you catch that? It's like that's part of glorifying God, is listening to what He says. Now, Jonah chapter 1 reveals God's call for Jonah and the beginning of Jonah's rebellion towards God. Let me read it to you. If you're in your car, you keep driving. You do the driving I'll do the reading. It says here in Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, it says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amate, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish. And by the way, Tarshish is in the opposite direction. He fled to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, so he went down to Joppa. He found a ship which was going to Tarshish, and he paid the fare, and he went down into the ship to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Well, notice here, the call of God was so distinctly obvious and direct in Jonah's life. What did he say? He said, hey, Jonah, rise up, get up, stand to your feet, and go. It sounds simple enough. It was straightforward. There was no hidden message involved there. God was very clear and to the point. Jonah, get up and go to Nineveh. 
Only one problem. Jonah went to complete polar opposite direction. I wonder how many of us listening on the radio right now do the very same thing. We know what we should do, yet we're just not willing to do it, unless it fits into our schedule and we're comfortable doing it, which would leave out any room for the miraculous to happen. Yes, there will always be consequences for refusing the call of God in our lives. For it's a privilege to serve God. Nobody has to. It shouldn't be a chore. But why do some believers think it's like going to the dentist and having a cavity filled and drilled out and all the pain? I don't know what it is with dentists, but nobody likes to go there. I guess you just know it's always going to be filled with pain in some way, shape, or form. And let's not overlook the two obvious points here in verse 3 of chapter 1. It said that Jonah paid the fare and he went down into the ship. Well, number one, Jonah paid the fare. Understand, know this, write it down right now. There is a cost to sin. It is not cheap to sin. For sin will take us farther than we want to go. It will keep us longer than we want to stay. And it will cost us so much more than we ever wanted to spend. Yes, the Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a moment. But when that moment ends, there will always be a price to pay for what we did. See, everything you can do out there that's sinful, there's a a moment of enticement and, and pleasure in it. But once we get busted, once we get caught for what we did, oh, trust me, it's no longer fun. Even something like lying. You know, we lie to avoid the truth. You know, we dodge the bullet. Hey, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. When all the time, yes, you did do it. And then when the truth is revealed, what happens then? You're proved a liar. So yes, number one, that always costs to sin. And number two, it said that he went down into the ship. And running away from God will always take us down. It's not going to lift us up. It will always take us down. There was a ship here with Jonah. He boarded this ship that was made with human hands. And he set sail on an ocean that was created by the very hands of God himself, the eternal God. Now, how in the world did Jonah think that somehow he was going to find a hiding place that was outside of God's eyesight when he's the one that created everything? He says he knows our thoughts before we think him. He knows everything about us. He says he knew us before we were in our mother's womb. Oh, my goodness. I guess that's why David... King David, the giant slayer, that's why he said in Psalm 139, verse 7, he says, Where can I go from thy spirit? Or where can I flee from thy presence? If I go out to the middle of the sea, you're there. He goes on to say, even if I went into the depths of hell, even there you know all my steps. Isn't that crazy? See, that was spawned off of verse 1 of Psalm 139, where God says, I have known you. 
and I have searched you. That word search means that he's explored us, that he's penetrated past the very things that we show on the exterior. What do we all do? We get up in the morning, we get dressed, we do our hair, you know, we take a shower. I guess we do it in the opposite direction, right? I guess we do the shower first, then we get dressed, then we do our hair. But you get the point. It's like we do all this to make ourselves, quote, presentable to the world. Now, some of you ladies, you spend a little more time than us guys do. I guess you got the raw end of the deal. You have to do the makeup and all that well, hoopla, but still, we present ourselves to the world. But yet, God, He sees us in our worst. He sees us, you know, before we get out of bed. He sees us when we're still laying there. In fact, talking about getting out of bed, there's a couple when I was back preaching there on the East Coast, listening to the, you know, one of the 19 stations we have on the East Coast. They said that we wake up to you every day. We set our alarm clock and it goes off at five o'clock in the morning and we lay in bed listening. So, hey, if you're listening right now, you got to get up and get that process going. (laughs) Anyway, but with all of that said, Why do we go through and pull apart these portions of Scripture in the Bible? Because some people could just say, yeah, Jonah was that guy that got swallowed by a fish, and that's it. You know, No, hold on. There's so much life application here. And why do we pull these portions of Scripture apart and see how they apply to our lives? Because here at Core Truth Radio and Core Church, Los Angeles, we teach the truth of God's Word. We do expository Bible teaching, book by book, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We walk through the Word. Why? So that we can grow in our relationship with Christ. We're getting ready to start a new series on Sunday mornings, and it's called Divine Deliverance. And we're going to do a verse-by-verse study through the book of Exodus. Now, all of you listening on the East Coast on our stations, you can download our free app or go to your computer, but you can download our app at the App Store. Just go to Core Church Los Angeles, and you can watch live stream right there on your phone or your tablet, or of course you can just go to corechurchla.org and you can tune in to these all these series because we do them live broadcast. And so if you're here in Southern California, though, it's like, yes, you can also watch live or you could just come in person. That's right. That's a novel thought. You could get in your car and drive. Yeah, what's gas prices now? 20 bucks a gallon? Uh, not yet, but they're headed that way. But your spiritual life, isn't it worth making that investment? And I would encourage you to come check us out at Core Church LA. We're on the intersection of La Cienega and the 10 Freeway, right across the street from Kaiser Hospital. So we're only like 200 feet north of the 10 Freeway. But I encourage you to come and check us out. But getting back to Jonah here, what caused Jonah to run the other way? What caused this mutiny in Jonah's life, this resistance and his rebellion towards the calling of God? Well, Nineveh was a mistress kingdom of the powerful empire of Assyria. They were arch enemies of Israel. And listen, they were a very vengeful and brutal people. In fact, archaeologists, they have revealed inscriptions of Assyrian monuments, and these pictures had men pulling tongues out and skinning others alive. So you could say, yes, these Assyrians, they were wickedness and personified. You know, Isaiah chapter 7 and throughout the book of Hosea, you know, talked about and exposed the wickedness of these Assyrians. And Jonah knew all about these ancient day Nazis. And as far as Jonah was concerned, their wickedness was way overdue for judgment. So what does that mean? 
Well, Jonah wanted to see the judgment hand of God fall heavy on these people. You know, maybe there are those in your life, and you feel the same way that Jonah did about the Ninevites. Maybe you feel this way about some of the people around you, and you pray for them also. You pray that God would just roast them. You know, that supervisor that's always writing you, that next-door neighbor you can't get along with, the person you tried to share Christ with, and they mocked and laughed at you, and you pray for them. Yes, God, just roast them. Cook them in the fires of hell. Well, understand, we all have a high calling from God. You and me all have a purpose in this life, and it's to reach out to the lost. It's to reach out to those who are lonely in this world. And what are we to reach out with them? The judgment hand of God? No. We're to reach out with them with the message of hope, that there is a God in heaven that loves them, that wants to forgive them just like God has forgiven us. See, that's why we as Christians are called to go. We are called to be the people of God that rises up above the life of mediocrity. We're to have hearts of urgency, just like God has called us. Listen to the heart of God in Ezekiel 18.32. This is God's heart. He says, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, that anyone who dies would be judged, declares the Lord God of hosts. Therefore, repent and live. See, that's God's desire. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Yet, if the wicked do not repent, don't make any mistake about it. If the wicked never ask Christ in their heart as their Savior, God is going to judge the wicked, and he is not going to be soft on sin. And if you're listening today and you're not right with Christ and you're walking in rebellion to him, just know that if you don't repent, God is not going to be soft in your sin. If a man or a woman refuses to ask God forgiveness, they will face huge judgment for their sin. Listen to what it says in Ecclesiastes 12.14. It says, For God will bring every act to judgment. That's everything. Everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. And let me tell you, if you're not walking right with the Lord right now, that should send chills down your spine. Everything you've done in darkness that your parents don't know about, your best friend doesn't know about, maybe your spouse doesn't know about them, God will bring it into judgment. Let me ask you, before we pull out of the harbor here with Jonah here today, in the sea of life, who has chartered your course? Let me ask you, being more specific here, Where are you sailing today? Is serving God even a priority in your life? If not, then don't go one more day. Don't let another day pass by with regret. Jesus Christ is coming back. We are witnessing firsthand our culture facing humongous problems. we got crime that is just skyrocketing, inflation that is off the hooks right now. I wonder if the Holy Spirit needs to speak to any of you listening on the radio right now about maybe your priorities in life. Maybe you need to change some of the temporal priorities that you have in your life to the more eternal priorities of serving God by investing spiritually in the lives of the people that are around us. You know, I'm trying to be way more proactive in sharing the gospel with those I run into. 
almost every Friday, uh, you know, in the evening, you know, about an hour before it gets dark, there's a basketball court, an outdoor court up the street from my house. And I go up there and play almost every Friday. And, you know, so we were playing with a bunch of these young guys, you know, I'm like three times their age. And these guys are all like 20, you know, and we're out there and, and it was a really even paced game. I mean, it was just going back and forth, back and forth. And it came down, we tied it up and it was like the next point when whoever got the next basket, I drive into the paint, do a spin move, totally put my guy in the, in the popcorn machine, go up, lay up the ball. And it bounced on the rim and came out. Well, one of the guys that we had on our team was this old guy. He was like 70 and he has done nothing the whole game. He's just kind of in the way, you know, just, you know, throwing passes away and everything. But let me tell you, he got that rebound from what my ball missed and he put it back up and it was the game winner. I'm like, yes. It's like, hey, if you mess up the whole game, you can always redeem yourself by hitting the game winner. But anyway, so I go up to these five guys afterwards that was on the other team. And, you know, they're all a bunch of young bucks, you know, and I'm like, hey, you, man, you had a pretty good spin move in the paint there. And you, man, you were like all over the place. I could hardly keep up with you. Then this other guy, I'm like, man, you, it's like you were getting rebounds right and left. And then you, you know, man, that was a couple good passes. And I got to their fifth guy and I'm like, and you, what the heck did you do? You didn't do anything. Anyway, we all started laughing. But then right after that, I said, hey, listen, I want to tell you guys, there's a God in heaven that loves you. And of course, I always wear my core shirt up there and on the back of the shirts that we've made up at core church they say there's a god in heaven that loves you so i turned around and said hey there is a god in heaven that loves you and i just started sharing with him i handed out my cards to all of them and said hey man you need to download our app and there's a god man he loves you that's why jesus came that's why he died on the cross so that you could live and you could be forgiven of your sin and you could have eternity in heaven and so i i've really been trying to be more proactive not just as the pastor, not just as, you know, preaching on Sunday or midweek study or what have you, but I've been trying to be proactive everywhere I go, at the bank, at the gas station. In fact, we just printed up, we made some awesome tracks, and they are high-gloss, super-killer, multi-fold tracks that are really killer. In fact, if you want some, you should email me at bible at corechurchla.com, and we'll make sure that you get some. But yes, these are the things that we need to do as believers in Christ. Now, let me ask you, I said a moment ago, man, if there's anyone that's not walking with the Lord, if you're not doing things that are right right now, and you're going down a path like, maybe you've given your life to Christ, but you've become like a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter. Don't you think it's time to get right with the Lord? Don't you see things happening and falling apart around the world? Let me tell you, first is the apostasy. There's a falling away from God, and then the apocalypse comes next. It's like judgment is coming to this earth for all the rebellion that we've done. And if you're not walking with the Lord right now, let me encourage you and exhort you, get right with Christ now. Today, today is the day of salvation. And if you repent of your sin, God will forgive you. But make no mistake about it. No one else can pray you into the kingdom. It's like you got to pray and ask God to forgive you yourself. And if you're willing to do that right now, I'd like to lead you in that prayer. Maybe some of you are thinking, but you don't know what I've done. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe you're a horrible person. But I know this, God can forgive you. So if you want to get right with God, you pray this prayer right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me and you were buried. 
but I believe you rose again from the dead. Come inside of me. Take my life. Renew and refresh me. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. And be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, we have some materials, a Connect card that we printed up at core to make sure that you know the steps of really growing in your relationship with Christ. And we'd also like to send you a New Believers Bible that's got all kinds of notes in it about walking with the Lord. So send me your name and address to Bible at corechurchla.com. Email me at Bible at corechurchla.com and we'll get that out to you. May God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA, one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789 Los Angeles, California 90034. 